Blog Talk Radio. Saturday evening. 
the main sticking point in negotiations was the issue of arbitration, uh, Mr. Perez says uh, late Friday in a conference call with reporters. He says, currently four regional arbitrators serve as judges in disputes between union workers and employers. That system will change under the new agreement, he said, though he declined to elaborate other than to say it will ensure fair treatment. The parties have agreed to ensure uh, there are fully operational ports up and down the West Coast beginning tomorrow evening. Uh, Mr. Perez said, I am confident that they understand the urgency of the task of eliminating the backlog. The White House expressed gratitude to Mr. Perez in a statement late Friday, saying the argument was the agreement was a huge relief for our economy, particularly the countless American workers, farmers, and businesses that have been affected by the dispute and those facing even greater disruption and costs with further delays. You know what amazes me is that none of this was talked about. I watched the news recently, uh, like everybody. Nothing on the mainstream media about this. Nine months. Yeah, yeah, but nothing on the mainstream media about it at all. Uh, Or that it is even going on. Yeah, I mean, it's a joke. A pack would be welcome news to shippers whose goods have been delayed for weeks by alleged worker slowdown, some suspended nighttime and weekend operations, and continuing congestion at the airports. Okay. It's expected to be months, however, before cargo snarls untangle and shipping returns to normal. Port of Los Angeles Executive Director Gene Soroka estimated last month that it would, could take eight weeks to get the ports back to normal, while other logistics uh, professionals have said it would take up to six months. In yeah. San Pedro, California, home to thousands of longshoremen and their families, the usual racket of cranes moving containers and trucks flying up to load cargo at the port of Los Angeles had fallen silent at night for weeks. It's so weird to not have them working out there at night, said Janice Hahn, the U.S. congressman who represents San Pedro and the surrounding area. The nation's primary entry port for cargo of all kinds from Asia is so eerie. At Grandmother's Saloon in San Pedro, 59-year-old longshoreman Jack Bagliazzo said Friday night that the dock workers were ready to get back to a normal schedule. Nobody wanted this, Mr. Bagliazzo said. It took nine months. You wonder, what were both sides asking for? Oakland Mayor Libby Schaaf has questioned whether the ports will ever return to normal as some shipping companies may choose to continue to use other ports. As we certainly learned from the 2002 lockout, when the business goes away, most of it never comes back, Ms. Schaaf said. The Port of Oakland is typically a second stop for a number of shipping lines after the ports of Los Angeles Long Beach, and Long Beach, and importers use it to ship items such as produce and wine back to Asia. However, some carriers have been skipping that port, instead dropping off all cargo in Southern California or choosing a completely new route to ports in Canada, Mexico, or the East Coast. Even with the tentative agreement, and the ports face a number of structural challenges that contributed to worsening congestion over the past year. And global shipping companies in the recent years have tried to increase their economies uh, of scale through using larger cargo ships and snarling ships, uh, sharing ships, with, which means cargo is often out of order or for unloading. Um, in addition, and, and in addition, the shipping companies shed their ch- chassis, uh, which are used by trucks to haul containers, uh, selling them to leasing companies that at times have struggled to deploy them where needed. And the slowdown at the West Coast ports has caused widespread pain for retailers, meat, poultry, and companies and manufacturers across the country. Um, Demonstrating the magnitude of the problem on Friday morning, 27 ships were at anchor outside the ports of Los Angeles and Long Beach. For a typical February day last year, no ships were in line. Uh, this is one, uh, oh, this is just one, but the uh, this was from the Wall Street Journal. But the one that I, the, the other one that I wanted to, to, to cite was the one that, uh, here, this is an earlier one. Uh, this was written when they, when this, before the strike was settled, and uh, it's a little more. Uh, it tells a little more of, about why they struck. Uh, well, let's why, why just the kind of, existed. Let's 
drill down to that part and not read the. No, no, it says uh, he took down a portion of his and is serving no one. Oh, wait, this was uh, this was published on the 13th of uh, December. Okay, uh, yeah, okay, uh, of January. It's very short. Um, hang on a sec. Uh, Why don't you turn that up because we'll never hear it. Okay, hang on one second. Um, a court slowdown. But as King 5's Chris Daniels tells us tonight, union leaders view it a lot differently. If birds of a feather do flock together, they found a nice spot to gather tonight at the Port of Tacoma. This is serving no one right here. We've got an absolute ghost town win. That's Dean McGrath, the president of Local 23 of the International Longshore and Warehouse Union, the ILWU, which has been accused of helping lead a port slowdown. I don't even like the word. I would say, if anything, uh, it would be an employer slowdown. He says tonight the cargo collecting dust, the waiting ships, are not his or his union's fault. But we got a fight ahead of us. McGrath rallied his 1,000-member chapter at the Tacoma Union Hall tonight. Everyone around here knows that we work 24 hours a day. To say the Pacific Maritime Association, the managing arm for West Coast terminal operators and carriers, has cut nighttime hours in Tacoma and allowed cargo to pile up. And we're going to tell the PMA, put us back to work on the night side. It's the latest wrinkle in the protracted eight-month-long negotiation over a new contract. The PMA says tonight it has adjusted hours to handle cargo congestion in Tacoma, brought on by the union. Actions, it says, has led to the brink of complete gridlock. They're not interested in cooperating. McGrath admits he's worried about a recent Journal of Commerce survey, which suggests the majority of shippers will now stay away from the West Coast as a result of the standoff. The cards stacked against us as far as getting, you know, these, these greater issues cleared up with our competition with Canada, Mexico, uh, the canals opening up. We should be focused on working together. McGrath says he also knows the clock is ticking, and he fears those birds will end up finding a permanent home to roost. It's uh, not in good faith, in my opinion. In Tacoma, Chris Daniels, King 5 News. Huh. That's a shame, because that, that's what's going on, folks. And, uh, well, it's ended now. It's cut, they cut the night shifts, uh-huh. which hasn't allowed the, to help bring deliveries or shipments to, uh, up to speed. But we don't know what the agreement was, what happened. Well, the agreement. At Enterprise, we not only rent great cars, we sell them too. We clearly mark our lowest right. price Sorry, on Phil, every that, car. That wasn't well, supposed to happen. Back, if you're unhappy uh, for any reason, you're not going to get worried for your heart. Uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, we gotta, I got to get back and see where I go. No, yeah. Okay. Um, the thing, that, uh, the thing that, that's interesting about this is that they cut back, okay, uh-huh. And uh, they cut they cut out the the, the nighttime. Uh, crew. And yes, but right. what what happened as a result of the agreement? They didn't really tell you. They didn't really. Well, they they, they, they brought back the nighttime. They didn't say that. Though. Yes, they did. Oh, I didn't. Yes, see that. they did on the, on the first one that I just wrote. I just read the first one. They just because they just did it. Yeah, you know, they just uh, settled it. Okay. They said they didn't release they, the. No, they settled the it. The they, they have the they started the night workers back. Okay. They had to because they they were you know it was crazy. Well, they did say that they that it yeah. was awfully quiet and all that kind of thing, but they didn't really say what. The no, agreement. no. On that first, you did not. You, you're not Maybe listening. I, mis- I am listening. I didn't. He- I no, didn't no. You you didn't you didn't hear the first one that I just read because the one that I read was the one that said it settled. Okay, it settled. Okay, the the, the thing was settled. Uh, just now, just uh, I realize that, Leo, but they did not. They said they didn't release the details of the con of the settlement. Well, it's other things, but they did say they started back the night shift. Okay, and which I was wanted, the biggest I w- problem I that they know had. Exactly what the and the other problem they, they're having is that they, you know that the, a lot of the, a lot of ships are going to different ports. As okay, a result so, of that, but they, right. but whether that's permanent or whether temporary, we, we don't, don't know. know because it may it may be uh, temporary or it may be permanent now. Who knows? But uh, they they might have. But I find out. it interesting that both sides didn't release the details. So that's say. true. That's true. Okay. So, uh, so maybe uh, it wasn't good for either side. <laughs> they yeah. don't like it. I no, they know. they said it was fine. They they agreed to it. And well, agree, of course and they, they did. And took a DC guy to, to to do it. I recognize that, Leo, but they didn't. I, for release some reason, the we're, not, we're not we're not we're not on the right uh, the same way. No, they did not.
not release the details. I'd like to know okay. what they are. All right, let's go on. Let's go on. We're at the uh, sticking point. I don't care anymore. It's all done. <laughs> we don't, we're not dealing with the longshoremen anymore. Okay. We're, we're not going to talk about them anymore since it doesn't even happen to be in the news anywhere but us. All right. Wisconsin workers fight back against the right to work. This is this is a good one, but um, I do something more. Oh, oh, I know what it was. Yeah, yeah, here, here it is. Why the NFL Players Association is taking on Scott Walker? Well, that's right. interesting. Yeah, and uh, okay. I don't know why, so let's we don't find know out why. why. We'll get there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, by the way. Uh, we may interrupt here. With Larry, Larry Dorman will be on tonight. Uh, he should be calling. He's going to call, so we need to. Yeah. We back might back. need to sort of break away in the middle of yeah. uh, our reading here. But okay. why the NFL Players Association is taking on Scott Walker? That's interesting. Right. As Wisconsin Republicans push to make the, their state the 25th to pass an anti-union right-to-work law, the NFL Players Association on Tuesday issued a statement opposing the proposed law. The Players Union stands together with the working families of Wisconsin and organized labor in their fight against current attacks against the right to stand together as a team. The statement from the NFLPA Executive Director, Maurice Smith, said, Right to work legislation, which is aimed at gutting union membership by ending requirements that workers have to pay dues in the workplaces that are organized, likely wouldn't affect the NFLPA directly. But the statement noted that many stadium workers at Lambeau Field, the home of the Green Bay Packers, that was renovated in 2003 with an all-union workforce will feel the effect of their law. Devoted food and commercial workers who spend their Sundays servicing our players and fans at Lambeau Field will have their well-being and livelihood jeopardized by right to work, to work the statement reads. Governor Scott Walker may not value these vital employees, but as union members, we do. We understand how devastating it would be if they lost the ability to have their workplace conditions and wages guaranteed through collective bargaining. We did not have to look any further than our own CBA to see that a band of workers joined together as unions can overcome decades of poor workplace conditions and drastically improve pensions and benefits. It continues, beyond the stadium, generations of skilled workers have made Wisconsin a warm, welcoming home for our members of the Packers, as well as those visiting teams. Committed women, men and women in industries such as construction, steel, automotive, and communication make it a state where our future members are proud to grow up and attend college, a place where many of our former players choose to call home after their playing days are over. The statement cites research from the Department of Labor showing that the average wages across all industries in right-to-work states were $4 an hour lower I can't speak, than those in non-right-to-work states. And the one study determined that Wisconsin would see a net loss of between $3.89 and $4.82 billion annually in workers' income. Oh, yeah. That's a heck of a lot of money. All right. uh, Larry's on right now with us, so uh, hang on a second. We'll get right to him. Good evening, Larry. Are you with us? Hey, guys. How are you? How are You're you? well, thank you. How are you, Larry? Good. I'm glad to hear you talking about the uh, NFL Players Association. Yeah, in yeah. Wisconsin. Yeah, they came out strong. We also talked about the uh, about the uh, longshoremen uh, settling uh, their... their um, uh, strike, which nine, was nine month strike, and not a, a slowdown actually, whatever it was, but and not a word in the media about the fact that they were on strike and nothing to say that it was settled either in the mainstream media. It's hard to believe. It? Well, <laughs> it's not that there wasn't a word. With the what I saw was about the greedy unions, uh, you know, holding up oh, the yeah. American. Yeah, there was that. Yeah, it, it was. It, yeah. Was, it was anti-union, sure. Yeah, but, it was uh, at the yeah, you know, Fox News and. All those stations were talking about, and you know, not only was the story not told, but uh, to his credit, and I think he's a very good labor secretary. Thomas Perez played an instrumental role in uh, fostering this settlement between the two sides. Yeah, I think that I think what bothered me most about this was, uh, you know, 
they had cut back the. Uh, I, I I couldn't really understand what they were doing. Well, the, the um, late shift. Uh, they they cut back the uh, third shift. Uh, right. Uh, so I mean, instead of them working 24 hours a day, okay, to clear these ports, they they cut off the third shift, the night shift. I, that didn't make any sense to me why they would do that. And of course, there would be a slowdown. Uh, you know, if you cut out a third of your workforce, did that make sense to you or? Not really. Um, not really. But you know, as you say, it's. I guess, but I mean, it, you know, the atmosphere, they, they weren't getting, you know, there was no coverage of this there. You certainly, what little coverage there was was not positive. And, you know, the employers are able to often, you know, in those rare instances, rare instances where you see strikes, the employers can kind of capitalize on, you know, the what I'll call the relative isolation of the of the striking unit. Well, the, the only thing I heard was the... Uh, fact that there were uh, perishable goods that were rotting on the docks because... And there were, and there were 29, 29 ships that were stuck out there, you know, uh, right. no, but, in line to get, to get unloaded. But nothing about the, the working people, what they were suffering, what they were going through. And why, nothing, why it was a, happening, you know. And why it was happening. No, this was classic, you know, this is, we've had this discussion and I'm glad you guys are willing to have it. I, you know, the, the mainstream media doesn't care, is not interested in covering labor issues, you know, and it just doesn't have to be a strike, just anything pertaining to the world of work, the world of unions and what they do to um, help workers, you, you know, you didn't you didn't see a kind word about unions for, um, during no. this ordeal. No, or but. about what the individuals were suffering either and why they wanted a change and why they needed to have, right. why they needed to go on strike. I'm sure in Nobody wants to go on strike. They no. like to sell. No, it's a high-risk uh, gambit, especially these days when, you know, the, the union numbers are are down. Um, and, again, you know, he, you know, he gets beaten up a, a lot. But, uh, you know, the president did uh, – the president and the administration did a great thing here with uh, – uh, uh, getting the sides to the table and fostering an agreement or helping get an agreement that there was really no mention of that in, in the mainstream either. No, uh, no. And again, you know, he played, Perez played a very instrumental role in a productive, and by the way, this is what, you know, a Department of Labor should be doing is right. um, trying to bring people together. Oh, I agree. Uh, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad they get, they finally settled that. But it's just that, but you know, that's the first that I heard of any real uh, initiative from the White House to settle it. You know, and it, and and it was the best thing that could have happened, obviously. But uh, I didn't hear anything about it on the news tonight or yesterday or the day before uh, on on any mainstream news anyway. But uh, nope, it's. Uh... Um, and again, I just even okay. I I get it. They're terrible. The media is terrible. Mainstream media is terrible about covering um, labor. But just you know, have some story about uh, the labor secretary brokering an end to the you know to the impasse over there on the west coast, and you just couldn't find that. No, you couldn't. <laughs> You're right. You know, nine months. That's an incredibly long time. Long yeah. strike with a lot of sacrifice. I mean, I was looking for stuff. Uh, you know, the last few weeks, and I, I came across a few things, but nothing had been settled, really. And that was important. Uh, the fact that President Obama, this is what I like, just called for a constitution, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. constitutional amendment to overturn Citizens United. Did you, you heard about right. that? Yeah. I think right. That's Which won't happen, but at least he's bringing it up. Bringing it up, yeah. But I, I think the, uh, the one thing I wanted to talk to you about really was I, I oh, yeah, the Walmart. It, can you explain to me mm -hmm. what – I thought this was really interesting, that uh, after wage increase, Walmart shareholders pushed to help low-wage workers, okay, even further, all right? Now, this, I thought that was interesting. Not only were they I – guess, I guess Walmart just got embarrassed to help, and they found – They and, couldn't get any employees. And employees were, were starting to quit. Well, as I told you last week, when I was in there, the um, one of the girls couldn't couldn't get anybody to get some shopping carts out on the parking lot because 
they didn't have enough employees. They were quitting, yeah. 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 Wow. Wow. So maybe maybe that wasn't just happening in the Walmart in Torrington. Obviously, they have to attract some decent workers who will stay. They have to offer them more money. Well, yeah, and it says Walmart investors uh, will receive $40 million worth of company shares is pushing ahead to get consideration of a proposal that would link a portion of executive pay to staff motivation, according to right. the exchange. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. <laughs> Well, you know, and, and and look, I I you know, I don't want to be the wet blanket guy, but you know, look, Walmart can more than afford this. Um it, it it's you know, it's a PR tactic. I don't think it gets at the underlying uh, damage they've done to the American economy and will continue to do not only with their hiring and employment practices, but just with their kind of predatory trading practices. Um, and the fact that they don't, you know, they have this, manu- you know, they, they were going to have this 10-year uh, boost of manufacturing, and that's been proven to be kind of a, uh, a scam. So, you know, it's, we, I don't want to go overboard here praising Walmart. That's why I said I, I wasn't sure if I understood what, 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 the, what, they were, uh, what they were actually doing. It says they were announced last week that they were raising, investing a billion dollars in raising base wages to $9 an hour by April and 10 by early next year. But, uh, Correct. You know, the Waltons still break in over $20 billion a year each. Right. One of the kids, hey, you know? And I know uh, it sounds he, like I'm, yeah, no, you're, and then, you know, it sounds like I'm pissing on this thing, but, you know, $9 <laughs> an hour doesn't, does not, you know, that doesn't put you above the federal poverty level. Um, you know, they still throw as many of their employees as they can on, you know, publicly taxpayer subsidized health care. Um, they won't recognize unions. So, uh, you know, there's there's not a lot to like about this company, even with its latest move. You're right. It says that workers are also, this is one article that says that workers were pushing for a change at Walmart and holding strikes and sit-ins and acts of civil disobedience and while calling for a $15 minimum wage better scheduling and the right to form a union. And they welcome mm-hmm. raises credit for pushing the company to increase wages, but they still vow to fight for more, um, and uh, especially without a guarantee of getting regular hours. This announcement still falls short of what American workers need. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I, think that I, I just think it's kind of interesting that, uh, you know, they are, uh, you know, they're just trying to appease, you know, well, yeah, they all... exactly. That's why I say it. To me, it's like a PR move more than anything else. Oh, it is. But, uh, but you know, I hate to say it, but uh, it's better. It's better than what they were doing, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, you're right. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Because it says about half a million uh, Walmart employees will get a raise. Uh, you know, so that's that's. Good. Well, they pay as little as they can get away with. Yeah. That's basically what it is, and if they, they can't run their store without workers, so they threw a few peanuts at the gallery. But certainly not much of a living wage for those well, that's people. What, that's what Lila likes about Democrats. She, she says, well, if you vote Democratic, she says at least that they, they like to throw a few peanuts at you. you know, <laughs> right, right. They still take the businessmen's money, but they'll, they'll, they'll do a little less to screw the workers over. You just get to step on the shelf. Yeah, yeah, not even that. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, that's our and you know, thanks to United uh, Citizens United, that's partially our system, right? Oh, yeah. yes, I know. It's really disgraceful when you think about it. Oh, God, yeah. It, it is. It'd be great You're... if that constitutional amendment would work, but I, I don't know. What do you think, Larry? Not a chance. Huh? Oh, it would be fantastic, but I don't see the political will ever to uh, to do that. I'd, you know, look, if Obama wants to do anything productive or helpful, he should be using the bully pulpit in his final two years. It's, you know. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know? I, I, don't, I don't really think he does. He is. I mean, he's, he's still pushing this immigration thing, which is not going to go through, uh, you know. And it looks really, really pretty, pretty – uh, if you look at what it is, it doesn't look so good. And if it does pass, it doesn't look like it's going to do anything to anybody any good, except the Democrats no. – because it's gonna, it gives the it gives these five million illegal aliens, uh, illegals, the right to vote. Did you hear that? Right. 
gives them the right to vote. He's not a citizen. He just gives them the right to vote. What? I don't even know how the hell they can do that. But it does, right. you know. I don't know either. I mean, look, the issue has to be confronted. We've got to have a, a pathway for people. Uh, we've got to do something to diminish or lessen um, exploitation. But, you know, there's a joke that, uh, you know, immigration reform appeals to both parties because it's uh, cheap votes for the Democrats and cheap labor for the Republicans. So, you know, it's not really funny, right. the truth. but there's, funny, there's but there's an element of truth to that joke. Yeah, listen, did you, did you hear about... Uh, about the governor, uh, the billionaire governor uh, from uh, I'm just Illinois. Uh, yeah. Minnesota. Minnesota. And uh, you see, uh, that what he's done is he's actually taxed the rich and increased. He's a billionaire himself, but he taxed the rich and increased the minimum wage. He says now the state's economy is one of the best in the country. Have you mm-hmm. heard about that? Yeah, yeah, Dayton has done, you know, Dayton's done some decent things. I mean, he and Malloy are considered two of the more, you know, you know they're considered two of the more progressive uh, governors. Well, our, okay. our state got a, a little bit of a surprise, Malloy did, where they found that the... Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's over $100 million bucks or something that wasn't... Accounted for was gone. I guess he didn't really realize what the debt yeah, is. Can you explain that a little bit? How do you how how the hell is he going to get out of this one? What's he going well, to let me say this to you. Um, the answer isn't how they're going to get out of it. It's a problem. I think the the bigger issue is um, when are we going to confront the uh, the real issue here, which is reforming the way we um, collect revenue in the state. And you know, I'll stop talking and you know colloquialisms and just get right to it, you know, until we have a, until we tax the ultra rich and until we close the loopholes that force these small appliance shops to pay more than taxes than general electric in Connecticut, uh, we're going to have these problems. You know, we're going to have rolling deficits, cuts in services, you know, the governor's budget, they want to close the uh, department of social services office in Torrington where our members work. And, um, you know, that's going to be devastating to the community. There's Republicans and Democrats both who are decrying that um, proposed uh, shuttering of the Torrington office. So, you know, we we keep just making bad, you know, our elected leaders keep throwing out these bad ideas because they don't want to deal with the uh, proverbial elephant in the room, which is um, we're not, you know, we rely on the property tax as the main revenue engine. It's a regressive tax um, that hurts municipalities, hurts working people. And we don't want to have a, a, a truly progressive system. So until we have that argument and that discussion out in the open, I think this is we're going to keep having to have these discussions, you know, about deficits and about service cuts. We also have a, um, I think, a grossly unfair way of funding public schools through tax, real estate taxes in towns. Exactly. Exactly. Again, that's the real line. That is because we're content to. Um, use the property tax as the engine, and that is not a progressive or, you know, entirely fair tax. No, it's so unfair the way the way we raise money for education, I think. we have. We well, have, you live it. You live it every day, so you see it. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And we're better off than, than some of the uh, places that really suffer, like the inner city. And you talk mm-hmm. to colleagues there, and it's tough. And it's just not fair because people are not getting a free and equal public education. It's just not. Nope. nope. Um, you're totally on the on the mark there. And um, until we have real meaningful tax reform, you know, we're just going to keep nibbling at the problem. And it's undermining public education. It's driving this crazy push to these charter schools that are not as accountable. Um, it's the reason we don't have enough people plowing the roads and picking up the garbage and uh, repairing um, our infrastructure. You know, it's, all the problems are, are magnified when we don't want to do the right thing with, with our tax policy. What people don't understand is super rich cannot hide in their gated communities. They can hide mm-hmm. now, but in 20 years it's going to be very difficult if they continue on the way they're going. Because when you yeah. don't, when you don't educate people, you're going to have a problem. 
when you don't have jobs right. for people, it's a serious problem. A good right. school system keeps kids occupied and in the right direction. When they stop going right. to school because the school is bad or they don't see it as their ticket to part of the economy like we have in, in this country traditionally, it's a good education, a good public education has been a ticket for success. When that stops, right. they're going to have very, very angry teenagers. Well, it'll be all more the so. Well, well, no, they, White uh, teenagers. Uh, they just think of it as in the ghetto. It's not. It's going to be angry teenagers well, everywhere. Yeah, but I mean, they go to gangs. They go to drugs. They That's go to, right. They go to other things. Uh, you know, I mean, they don't tell you, but I'll guarantee the burglary, uh, uh, the, the home invasions and stuff in this state, if not all across the country, are way, way up. Okay, the, in the last uh, the last couple of years, I'm sure they are. You know, they, they, you hear about them constantly. But, I mean, uh, people breaking into places. I mean, robberies are up, uh, you know. Well, you certainly uh, are hearing about more bank robberies in yeah, this day because uh, people need money. It's desperation. Time. Desperation. But it's like, it's like my, my question, though, Larry, is where do you think, uh, um, what do you think will, what do you think the, uh, the next this election cycle is going to look like here, the presidential uh, cycle? Do you think... Do you think the does it look like uh, the the conservatives will get even will will, will lose something this year will lose a little bit or, or will the uh, do you think Jeb Bush or uh, these other jokes uh, will 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 get into office? What do you think of the possibility of this happening? It, everything is wide open. I you know. I, I, Wish I had a crystal ball to tell you. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I'm optimistic that that latter scenario isn't going to be the one that holds uh, on, on in, in November of 16. I just think that you know, it seems that recent history shows that re, the Republican right, um, you know, that that's more concerned with what Fox News is saying about them. Uh, they get too crazy and they go too far to the extremes, and comes back to bite them. So you know, if you if you said make a wager, I, I think that that method of governing um, is will ultimately be rejected. Uh, I think you're seeing, as you see, for example, Scott Walker rise in popularity and notoriety in the Republican Party, and now he's being talked about as a viable candidate. Um, I don't like what he's doing and he's done in Wisconsin, but the fact is that kind of treatment of, of workers and that kind of uh, mistreatment of the Wisconsin economy is going to come front and center. So I think you know, I think their inability to escape their own extremism will hurt them. Problem is, even when you have uh, decent people on the other side of the aisle, uh, they're, they're inheriting such a mess uh, that's been caused by years of tax cuts for millionaires and billionaires, you know, um, the senseless wars in the Middle East, uh, these corporate tax loopholes that allow companies to go offshore and not pay a dime. Uh, so the economy has really been pillaged, you know, by the powers that be. And I think that um, even if voters reject the, the extremism of the Republican Party, it's very going to be very difficult uh, for whomever wins to, to govern. Yeah, I I think you're right. Uh, just to, just to throw you a question, uh, it doesn't really have anything to do with this, but it, but it may. Um, uh, it, it really might have a lot to do with it. Is the um, net neutrality? But the, this new ruling by the FCC yeah. that's coming yeah. tomorrow, I guess. What, what what's your opinion of that? And what what do you, how do you think it'll affect uh, um, everything, including uh, definitely my. my yeah, well, you know, my worry with all of this, um, and again, totally kind of unrelated, it's, it, it reminds me a little bit of um, the debate that is, you know, when the revelations came out about Edward Snowden last year, and people were kind of shocked and taken aback because um, one of the things that folks didn't realize, you guys did, but most of the public doesn't, you know, we've contracted out all of so much of our infrastructure and our technology infrastructure to these companies and that's further endangered and imperiled our security 
Um, so to me, the, you know, the story wasn't um, Edward Snowden acting on his beliefs. I mean, to me, the story is that the government, you know, has given up on hiring um, its own people who are accountable to us, you know, the citizens and taxpayers. Um, so you're going to have more Edward Snowdens. And I, and I feel just the same way that the net neutrality discussion um, through nobody's fault is, is viewed as sort of this esoteric uh, discussion that doesn't have application to the lives of everyday Americans who work for a living, and it does. So my, my, my bigger concern is that there's not been a full explanation of, of the consequences. Mm. And... You know, I, I, so I, I, I'm not dodging your question. My concern here is, is that uh, most folks aren't tuned into this, and that's always like a bit of a dangerous prescription for me. Uh, no, we've been we've been trying to focus a, a lot on it on Tuesday night shows and and bringing this up, and we we did a whole show on it last night. But um, but I, I think the the thing that bothers me the most is that because uh, I I see it from my own. I see what happened to 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 the network here that that we're on. I see what happened mm-hmm. to, uh, to to my own website and a number of other websites that have been affected by um, uh, by uh, censorship, you know, and by what they call throttling, you know. And uh, we're, you know, maybe you want to say what throttling. Well, is. yeah. Well, throttling is where they choke you. You know, they choke your mm-hmm. your your uh, bandwidth. You know. And uh, you can't get people in. Like I'm, I get I get readers on my website and on our show from over a hundred countries every month. Okay, every month, and uh, mm-hmm. tens of thousands of visitors, and you know, and, and stuff. But what happened was is that uh, when uh, they put out a the NSA about a year ago put out a warning uh, that anybody who promoted uh, Snowden, all right. Or played any of his uh, played anything or anything that was promoting Snowden, you would immediately the, the NSA was going to censor you. All right. Well, mm-hmm. I didn't really believe that. I didn't believe it. You know, until I put. I, do you remember the first interview Snowden did with the guy with the with the British guy? Uh, it may went public from the uh, from the. Uh, Va- uh, you know, vaguely. Yeah. Yeah. Well. When that that thing hit the hit the media, right, and hit the YouTube and everywhere else. So, but what happened was, is the minute I put I put that on and I and I played it on this radio show and everything. What happened was, is I went from about a thousand visitors a day on my website, right? Yeah. To to, to, to two hundred, boom! It was like to two hundred. Really? The next day, and the next, and the next, and the next. And I talked to my and I talked to my uh, my my designer. I said, Rob, I said. Check what's happening. Look at this. What's happening? He says, "Oh man, you're getting clobbered." He says, "You're there. They're censoring." I said, "Yeah." And then I showed him the I showed him the the public warning, the, the statement that was issued by NASA, okay, NASA, yeah, NSA, that they would censor, okay, any 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 mentions of of Snowden. Well, being as stubborn as I was, I said, "Okay, well, screw that." And I and I kept I kept doing it for a while, but nothing. But but I was losing the audience. You know that I had. So uh-huh. what I did is I, is I backed away from it, all right. But then all of a sudden, this network, because there was several several guys like myself that were playing Snowden stuff on 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 uh, Blog Talk Radio, right? All mm-hmm. of a sudden, Blog Talk Radio got a super server uh, hack, okay, that that mm-hmm. that knocked it off the air for almost a week, all right, and uh, and uh, and blew up a whole bunch of uh, shows like my own. And uh, we didn't get we didn't re- we didn't get to respond for almost like two or three months before before they, they, that that throttle was taken off, right? And well, uh, yeah. all the apologies by the network. <laughs> the largest network in the country, the largest radio network in the country, and what they yeah. did is they they censored us and they censored uh, our show. Now and wow, hundreds, hundreds, well, that, you see that. You know, and that's what I'm. You know, and that's the problem, right? Is that, you know, and this is look. This is Obama's FCC and reversed their feet a little bit. But their original plan was basically to say, we're going to let AT and T and Comcast and Verizon and all the big corporations pick winners and losers, and that, and they were going to discriminate against the online content and you know basically destroy right the whole concept of the of the open internet. So. You know, that's why I say it's just, it's just such a big issue because 
we're allowing corporations, you know, to write the laws, you know, that affect our very freedoms. Now, I, I subscribe, and you probably are familiar with this organization. It's called Free Press. Um, and if not, you, you should check them out. But they have this whole, they've been doing a lot of good work on, you know, they have a Save the Internet campaign. And I um, was looking at their website the other day because I guess the vote um, on, on the revised proposal was February 26th, uh, which is, you know, two days. Um, what I, you know, what I've read on Free Press is that, you know, the FCC Chairman Wheeler um, said that he would try to, you know, he, he, they recommended a, um, the recommendations that, um, from the FCC were very, you know, were geared toward the corporations and that. So they've scaled some of that back, and they want to reclassify it. And so the vote on this proposal is supposed to be the, the 26th, and the cable lobby is doing everything it can to, um, you know, water it down. But at any rate, 4 million people submitted comments on the FCC's plan. I mean, that's stunning. Four million people. But you so, know, you know, people care about this. Sure, they do. But, you know, the problem Because what you just described is what's happening. Part of what you described is what's happening is that the giants, you know, they block or slow users' connections to online content. That's really frightening. Yeah, and and what's happened is, I, I, I mean, they're, they're sites, not just my own, but, I mean, hundreds of thousands of sites, uh, what happened is Google got into the act. Now, people don't trust Google for, for anything, and I don't either. But right, what happened, right. Google, Google changed their algorithms, okay? Uh, mm-hmm. and what happened was is, is major websites, people that were getting major, I mean, uh, millions of visitors, all of a sudden were getting zapped, okay? Mm-hmm. To the point where they, they, within, within a month, they, they had to lay off staff, okay? Uh, I mean these these huge websites that were promoting you know uh, 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 you know uh, 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 news websites you know that were putting out a tremendous amount of information and mostly progressive news sites the conservatives didn't seem to get hit too bad <laughs> but the but the progressive yeah. websites and, and health websites and the anti-GMO websites you know and things like that progressive health websites and stuff. Stuff that we promote constantly, like natural news. Yeah, they, that, got, they got blasted. Yeah, and you know, great website. Uh, but but stuff like these these people were getting were we're putting out uh, we're putting out messages to, to you know stating they are getting clobbered. Okay, they're seeing massive reductions and that pe- and telling people how to reroute. Uh, don't go through Google. Don't go through you know what I mean. You use other other uh, other web uh, other servers. All right. And also that your own server will censor you. Your own, you know, the, like my website server, uh, you know, will will censor as well. If they're told to censor, they will censor. Okay. Right. Um, you know, if the NSA says, hey, you know, I got host tech, they say, hey, host tech, you know, you got guys like uh, like LA Steel, and you got guys like this guy and this guy and this guy, you know, you know, censor them. You know what I mean? Don't let any more than, uh, you know, so many people get in. And so then what you find is you find that they do this and you become, they, they censor you without you even knowing it. You know what I mean? And uh, it shows up later. And, you and, it shows, and, you see, and you, see, I look at my stats every day and when I, I know exactly where they come, what's, what's happening. And last month, somehow the thro- they took the throttle off last month for me. And all of a sudden, I was back up to a thousand visitors a day, you know, and and, right. and two or three thousand page views every day, which is which is you know phenomenal, which is a good rate. Well, all of a mm-hmm. sudden, I I wrote two articles <laughs> condemning uh, uh, one was condemning the, uh, the Eric Garner. Uh, you remember the the, the, the guy that uh, you know that got killed by the police there? Got right. That's true. Yeah. Totally, and then I, and then there was a couple others. All of a sudden, bam! I'm back down to two, <laughs> two, two fifty. You know what I mean? Yeah, the minute I start to to, to attack, have any the, views? Yeah, and strong then, views. Strong views again. Uh, then all of a sudden, it's like boom! You're back. You know, you, they censor you. So, and that's been happening so across the, the board. So that's why we fear real what what this net neutrality supposedly is supposed to not allow you to be throttled. 
okay? This was one of the conditions that was stated in, 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 uh, in some of the reviews that I've, I, uh, of the bill, was that, they, that uh, it's against throttling. So everybody can, you know, it's not going to be censored, okay? In that way. In that, in that way. Right? So, but, you know, at the same time, that they, what was happening is the big the big servers like Google and whatever and or AT and T or these other guys they were actually what they were doing is if a guy would charge you um, you know a, a big a big user would uh, like uh, Kmart let's say all right would uh, or or Walmart would get uh, would pay X amount of dollars for their use all right uh, above and beyond what Sears pays okay. So all of a sudden, the the the, the, the uh, uh, Walmart gets top top service, okay, through AT and T uh, broadband, okay, whereas the other ones get less because they're not paying as much. What this is supposed to do, this net neutrality, is supposed, to, is supposed to level the playing field exactly. So everybody, myself included, a little guy like me, is supposed to be able to get the same um, uh, 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 service as you know. Uh, a major player, you know, and that's what this net neutrality is supposed to do, and not knock anybody out of the box. But right. there's 322 pages in that bill, so and, read it? and and only a few people in the world have read it. The people that are the commissioners, there are five or six commissioners, okay, FCC commissioners, three Democrats and two Republicans. Both of them, uh, all the Democrats disagree with it. All the Republicans, some agree with it. None of them can seem to uh, have a consensus. And the ruling is supposed to come out tomorrow. All of them have already asked for delays on this ruling, but I don't. For some reason, they they don't seem to have uh, allowed it. And that and that um, the point that you just brought up brings up another problem. No one seems to be able to wade through the the no, documents no. before they vote or they rule on anything. Exactly. I mean, another vote that's coming up is going to be the TTP. Yeah. And who gets to read that? Nobody. And and the thing Nobody. is, they like, yep. just said that uh, two of the three, uh, the, uh, actually all of the commissioners, including the the, the, the head commissioner of the FCC, asked that. They, they they send this out for public review and comment before they have to rule on it because they don't feel comfortable ruling on this thing, all right? Uh, without well, without without pu- without public uh, without public uh, uh, comment, and uh, for some reason I guess they're being pressured by Obama to push it through, all right? This is one of so Obama's which, pressures, which makes China. you wonder what's in those 322 exactly. pages that claim, we're not hearing about. And I was reading about there was they claim there's some some very strange uh, 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 things in that in that bill, which the FCC commissioners don't like. Okay, so uh, hmm. which in, involves some forms of censorship. So we have to uh, not letting it out. So we don't know, and then we're going to have to wait till tomorrow. Which is the 26th to see what to see what right. happens. Right, that's when the decision is supposed to come down. So we'll see. I hope we don't destroy everybody because it could. I mean, even I mean, they could say no union. Uh, you know, nothing for the union. Right. Oh yeah. No, this is well, once again democracy is at stake. You know, our our freedoms are at stake, and there's no doubt about it. You're right. I'm glad you guys but, are on top of it. Yeah. No, we're 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 scared as anybody actually because we're. I mean. I mean, we we put out a hell of uh, a lot of shows. I mean, this is our eleven uh, hundred and twentieth show online here. You know, mm-hmm. wow. A lot of shows. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got- hey guys, I got to run. Okay, Larry. Well, thank you so much for being with us. And, thank you, Larry. Uh, Thanks we'll for having me. And um, yeah, I appreciate the talk about net neutrality. It's a fascinating and you know frightening uh, discussion, but it's I applaud you. It's it's one we need to have. We should uh, bring that up next time as well, because by that time we'll, we'll maybe have we'll know where the FCC, We'll know what the FCC did or didn't do. Yeah, and we, we can comment on that. Well, have a great, great uh, you too. night. Thanks for having me. Okay. Right. Bye-bye. Okay, take care, guys. Bye. And that was uh, Larry Dorman uh, from the... Public uh, Affairs Coordinator from AFSCME uh, Council for out of New Britain, Connecticut. And that would be interesting to comment on the net neutrality to see what happens in a month 
know, we'll we're going to know next week, but when Larry comes on next month, we'll know a lot more, hopefully. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Somebody will have read through those 322 pages yeah. and so. uh, shared that with us. Um, yeah, so anyway, I, 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 there was a couple of things here I wanted to mention. Well, we only have about five minutes in. Well, anyway, um, anyway, anyway, anyway. Well, it is something. Hundreds of Palestinians oh, are yeah. forced to flee as Israel opens dams in the Gaza Valley. That's just terrible. Yeah, can you imagine a, No, uh, that's something uh, yeah, you don't hear on the mainstream news. Either. Well, the 80 homes have been flooded and, and hundreds of Palestinians forced to evacuate after Israel opened the gates of several dams on the border with the Gaza Strip. Yeah. Those people have suffered so much, and then just additional suffering. I mean, yeah, really. That's just horrible. Um, and uh, this is uh, yeah, a quick article. It says, Israeli authorities opened the floodgates to discharge the accumulated water flowing recent, following, following recent. severe winter storms in the region, and Palestinian officials said. In eastern Gaza, residents reported injuries as well as deaths of livestock caused by the Israeli actions, which allegedly came without prior notification. Gaza Civil Defense Director said Sunday. And, uh, the Gaza Ministry of Interior said in a statement that civil defense services and teams from the Ministry of Public Works had evacuated more than 80 families from both sides of the Gaza Valley, the Wadi Gaza, after their homes flooded as water levels reached more than three meters. Gaza has experienced flooding in recent days amid a major storm that saw temperatures drop and frigid rain pour down. The storm displaced dozens and caused hardships for tens of thousands, including many of the approximately 110,000 Palestinians left homeless by Israel's assault wow. over the summer. The suffering is compounded by the fact that Israel has made a, couple, a complete siege over Gaza for the last eight years severely limiting electricity and the availability of fuel for generators. It has also prevented the displaced from rebuilding their homes as construction materials are largely banned. Gaza Civil Defense Service spokesman Mohammed al-Midana warned that further harm could be caused if Israel opens up more dams in the area, noting that water is currently flowing at a high speed from the Israel border through the valley and into the Mediterranean Sea. Evacuated families have been sent to shelters sponsored by the UN uh, agencies. The Gaza Valley is a wetland located in the central Gaza Strip between Al Nazareth Refugee Camp and I can't pronounce this Al Mag Haraka. It is called Ha Besor in Hebrew and it flows from two streams one whose source runs from near Bathsheba and the other from Hebron. Israeli dams on the river to collect rainwater have dried up the wetlands inside Gaza and destroyed the only source of surface water in the area. Locals have continued to use it to dispose of their waste for lack of other ways to do so, however, creating an environmental hazard. This is not the first time Israeli authorities have opened the Gaza Valley dams. Yeah, that's just cruel. Cool. That's cruel. It's just unbelievable. Oh, damn these Israelis. Damn. Anyway, um, this is uh, we're we're at the end of the show, and we uh, want to thank uh, we really want to thank Larry for being on tonight and with us, and uh, we appreciate Ask Me. Uh, and, and support uh, you. Remember to try to support uh, your unions as much yeah. as you can. When you improve the li when the lives of working people improve, it improves the condition of the country because there are more working people in this country than the one percent. You know it. And so uh, and, and let, let's let's bring back the let's bring back the middle class. Let's bring back the uh, the right the right to work. Let's bring I know for unions uh, the right to work, but the, you know the. The, the right, the right to, to people to, to assemble in a union and, and, to, and, and to assemble yeah. for better wages, and that yeah. means, and that means you, when you're for in a union sure. workplace, you ha you have to yeah. give a portion to the union because the union's working for you. That's true, but uh, I mean that's, it's it's no different than anything that you you're working with and working for. It's an organization that helps you, 
and keeps people working. So anyway, improves the lives of everybody. Sure does. Sure does. So good night, everyone, and have a pleasant day. And we'll talk to you tomorrow night. Good night. <laughs>